0: With SDPB News, I'm
1: Megan Fury. State lawmakers are passing a budget they say constituents should be proud of. It includes the largest tax cut in state history, as well as generous funding increases for state services. SDPB's Lee Strubinger has more.
2: The House and Senate reached an agreement Thursday morning to cut the overall sales tax from 4.5% down to 4.2%. That will result in a roughly $104 million cut to state revenue collections annually. However, the tax cut will come up for a debate again in four years. House Majority Leader Will Mortensen says both chambers compromised to deliver the tax cut. I don't think the Senate would tell you that they're cutting tax exactly the way that they want to. I don't think the House is cutting tax exactly the way that we want to. But that's the process. And these bills have to come through the legislature. And I'm really proud that we landed at the largest tax cut of these proposals over $100 million, and it allows us to continue to take care of our other obligations. Those obligations include 7% funding increases for education and state employee salaries. SDPB employees are state employees and subject to salary increases. Lawmakers are also increasing funding for all community service providers by 5%, while targeting dollars to fund long-term care services at 100%. Leaders say they hope that will address salary compression, employee retention, and stave off any nursing home closures. Funding those obligations into the future was a major holdup on the Senate side. The tax cut passed overwhelmingly by lawmakers will lapse in four years. That was a requirement Senate Republicans like Assistant Majority Leader Mike Diedrich wanted. Fiscal responsibility it ties into the sunset in four years. That gives us adequate time to understand that and adequate time to address it. And the legislature can address it any time they want to any, anyway, regardless of the sunset clause. Both the tax cut and state budget now head to Governor Christy Nome's desk. Nome has expressed concern about the sunset on the tax cut and has hinted at possible vetoes. She has two weeks to weigh in on the bills. I'm SDP Beasley-Strubinger, and
1: the failure of Senate Bill 191 means there will be no task force focused on the welfare of Native children in the state's foster care system this summer. What's next for these kids and their advocates? SDPB's CJ Keene checks in. Native children
3: make up a disproportionate number of children in the state's foster care system, which led to the initial interest in the study. Representative Perry Poyer, in a recent appearance on SDPB's In The Moment, says this has been on lawmakers' minds for some time.
0: This has been a long-standing issue. Um, for as long as I could remember, um, at least documented um, about 20 years. It's been at 60%, 60% um, of children in the system are, are native children, and they wanted to come together and address it. The Oglala Sioux Tribe um, declared a state of emergency uh, last year.
3: Puyer says the issue requires involvement from state government.
0: Where do we go from now? Well, we gotta go back to the drawing table. The fight never ends until positive outcomes happen for native children. And a lot of people will probably say, "I, I hear this time and time again, why don't the tribes just fix it on their own? We are South Dakotans as well. Yes, we have tribal nations, but there are native children all across the state of South Dakota. Who are tribal members? Who are South Dakotans?
3: It's an issue that touches every corner of South Dakota's native community. Lower Brule Sioux Tribe Chairman Clyde Estes thanked the bill sponsors. He says he doesn't expect this issue to go away after the session. With some of the sponsors of the bill and uh, the support we have on a uh, tribal and uh, some of our state supporters that uh, we will bring this issue back up again. The fact of the matter is thus, as tribal and state leaders need to find a uh, a better path forward to work together to put aside our differences to do what's best for all South Dakota children. SB-191 died on the floor of the state house just one step away from the governor's desk. Opponents raised concerns over cost and the members making up the committee. I'm SDPB's CJ Keene.
1: Governor Kristi Noem announced another round of vetoes on legislative bills. Governor vetoed Senate Bill 129 which would elevate the punishment for assault on school employees in certain situations. She says there are already laws in place to protect school employees and that they shouldn't be elevated to the same protections as law enforcement officers. She also vetoed SB 108, a bill known as the sip and spit bill. The bill would allow college students over the age of 18 to legally taste alcoholic beverages as part of a college course. Nome says that the bill had flawed language and would pose problems for law enforcement officers on college campuses. The legislature can override a veto with two-thirds majority support from both chambers. The Department of the Interior announced more than 120 million dollars in inflation reduction money and South Dakota is on the list of states receiving funds. The act allocates $23 million to be spent between South Dakota, Iowa, Minnesota, Montana, and North Dakota. According to the Department of the Interior, the money headed for the region is meant for landscape conservation and restoration. The U.S. Fish and Wildlife Service will work with individual states on developing projects to best utilize the funds. The study of dark matter and deep space is taking place underground in South Dakota. Recent actions by the legislature will help that research continue. SDPB's Evan Walton reports.
4: Sanford's underground research facility, known as SURF, is located at the former Homestead Gold Mine in Leeds, South Dakota. Research at the facility includes physics, biology, geology, and engineering experiments. Senate Bill 35 was brought to legislation to provide a $13 million appropriation from the state's general fund to expand laboratory space at SURF. Senator Ryan Maher and Representative Rebecca Reimer were prime sponsors of the bill. Reimer spoke on the House floor about the economic advantages SURF continues to provide the state.
1: The state has invested $62 million to date, which has resulted in over 932 million in federal private funding, a 15 to 1 return on investment for South Dakota. Surf has directly spent over $306 million statewide and has a 400 high-paying jobs in South Dakota. Surf's total economic impact in this decade alone is 2 billion and 1200 jobs statewide.
4: Cabot and Christopherson is a chemist and researcher at South Dakota Mines. She says that SURF is searching for answers to the universe through studying dark matter.
0: The big question is if we think about uh, when the universe was created, matter and antimatter were in equal matters and are in equal amounts. Mm-hmm. So as they come together, they you should just have a, an annihilation with a release of energy and that's all that remains. But what we see is is that there's matter that remains in the universe, and we don't quite understand where that imbalance comes from. So, you know, understanding how matter is interacting is an answer of why, you know, the universe is here.
4: The expansion of SURF is now in planning stages thanks to the state's appropriation and approval. I'm SDPB's Evan Walton.
0: With SDPB News, I'm Megan Feary. And that is your daily news update. Make sure to follow us on Facebook and Twitter at SDPB News and visit sdpb.org news to stay up to date on our journalism as it comes in. And as always, thank you for listening.